you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and you'd like to join in on our discussion today, have a praise report, a prayer request, or a general comment, we'd love to hear from you. That number is 702-650-5588. Again, that number would be 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, 800 360 Again, that number, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area to join in on our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, and that would be www.kkvv.com. Hello, and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live over Save the Loss at All Costs' website, and our web address is simply www.savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we encourage you to visit our website. Again, that address is www.savethelosslv.org. The Lost LV.org. Click on to radio broadcast, the date that you like to listen to. All the broadcasts are archived from our weekly broadcast. They're always free on our watch. I encourage you to listen and encourage someone to listen with you. We also have a calendar, show you some things that are coming up. Dr. LaJoyce, who was a guest on our show last weekend, will be here Friday the 28th from 2 to 5 at the Sahara West Library. The event is free, and uh, it's called Ask the Good Doctor. So she's a naturopathic doctor, a master herbalist, and she will be able to answer your questions concerning uh, matters of the heart, the mind, the body, and the soul, definitely the spirit. She is a believer. Uh, and uh, you will be blessed to meet her, uh, just a great woman of God. So I hope you can come out, and again, the event is totally free. Now, uh, we are also being archived on iTunes, so if you have an Apple device, please check us out on iTunes. Again, the gospel is still free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, I really encourage you, to um, put this number under your contacts, you will be able to listen to KKVV 1060 AM as well as 100.1 FM anytime you like. But you can definitely listen by cell phone now. The number is 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Now, we are still celebrating um, National Recovery Month, which is the month of September. So our topics for the month of September have been uh, recovery-related, and we're going to continue with that theme. Now, I'm going to give you the Greek word first, and then we'll get into the topic of the day. Uh, 
So the Greek word for today, let me have it right here, is krazo. Krazo. That's spelled K-R-A-Z-O, and it comes out of Strong's G-2896. Again, it's Strong's G-2896. It means to cry out aloud, to speak with a loud voice. And many of those who are experiencing addiction of any kind are crying out. And they are truly crying out in a loud voice. And I hope that we can be sensitive enough to hear them. I want to give you a word of encouragement and first, and then we're going to get into the topic. So it comes out of Hebrew and chapter 13, and it's simply verse 1. I'm in the New King James Version. It says, let brotherly love continue. Again, that's Hebrews 13, verse 1, let brotherly love continue. But if we go on and just look at a few more verses, verse 2, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doings, Some have unwittingly entertained angels. Verse 3, remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. And it says, for marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Five, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Six, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And I'd like to share with you briefly what the Bible commentary says in reference to uh, this Bible that I have. And in verses 1 through 5, it says, Real love for others produces tangible actions. Number one, hospitality to strangers. Two, empathy for those who are in prison and those who have been mistreated. Three, respect for your marriage vows. Four, contentment with what you have. Five, make sure that you, your love runs deep enough to affect your hospitality, empathy, fidelity, and contentment. So that is what I'd like to encourage with you today. So our, our topic for today is those who cry out for help. Those who cry out for help. That is our topic for today. So I want to spend time exhorting to you. This will be uh, an hour of exhortation where I'm exhorting to you, uh, you know, motivating you in the supernatural to really be sensitive for those who cry out for help, especially those that we believe are suffering from some type of addiction. What we see now, a lot of emphasis being placed on those who are suffering from uh, drug addiction and substance abuse. So we really want to be mindful because whatever the suffering is, there's a root to it. And we want to make sure that we understand who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is. And it's about relationship. You know, see, 
An acquaintance, by definition, is a person one knows slightly, but who is not a close friend. Imagine. Jesus is just an acquaintance to you. The Lord of Lord, the King of Kings, just an acquaintance. Again, the definition of an acquaintance, a person one knows slightly, but who's not a close friend. Now, a relationship denotes a connection, a bond. Now, let's look at the word friend. A person whom one knows and whom one has a bond of mutual affection. That would be you love them, you trust them, you care about them, you respect them, you spend quality time with them, you would stand up for them, or even possibly lay down your life. There's a difference between being a friend of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which denotes relationship, or being an acquaintance. It's a big difference. It's going to really establish how powerful you believe prayer is, which is the language that we are told as brothers and sisters, as believers, to come to God and communicate with him. Prayer, supernatural. It's our way to always be connected vertically because if we can't get the vertical right, which is the up and down, it doesn't matter about the left or right. There's always going to be something off about that. So we need to keep that in our spirit. You know, the question I asked is, do we want to manage debt or do we want to eliminate it? Do you want to manage an addiction or affliction, or do you want to eliminate it? Well, there's one I know who is capable of doing that. And these are some of the names that we call him. Christ, Lord, Master, Lagos, which means the word, Son of God, Son of Man. Son of David, Lamb of God, New Adam, Second Adam, Last Adam, Light of the World, King of the Jews, Rabboni, or Rabbi, Jesus, Redeemer, Emmanuel. Now ask yourself, would you want to just be an acquaintance to someone who embodies not only in name, but in spirit, in character, in lordship, in saviorship. The beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega. Would you want to have a mere acquaintance? When you can be a friend. He's a friend to the entire world, whether they accept his friendship or not. He is still the friend. So 
let's get into some scripture. We're talking about those who cry out for help. So I'm going to go to the book of Exodus. And I am going to start in chapter 15. Again, I want to spend time motivating you. So I really encourage you to get your Bibles. It's going to be a lot of scripture today. We want to be able to be, as we read about in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. We want to continue in brotherly love. We want to do that. We don't want to be unsympathetic to those who are in need. Because... We were in need as well and still are in need of a Lord and a Savior. A King of Kings, a Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We're desperately in need of him. But we want to be able to be a testimony We want to be real encouragement to people who are in the fight of their lives. So, in order for us to be authentic in our prayers, in brotherly love and sisterly love, we have to always go to the Word of God. Because that's where it's going to happen. Miracle signs and wonders. Exodus chapter 15. And we are going to look at verse 26. And the word of God says. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians for I am the Lord who heals you that was Exodus fifteen twenty six. Now, let's go over to Exodus 23, verse 25. And the word of God says this. Again, I'll be coming out of the New King James Version. Exodus 23, 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of of you. Praise God. You have to be real encouraged with what we have seen in these two scriptures in Exodus. It says, I will heal you. As it pertains to sickness, he will take it away. Who else can make a statement like that? 
I don't know any who can. The Word of God is everything. When we have sickness, addiction, and affliction in our midst. So we are going to go to Second Kings. And we're going to go to chapter 20. And we're going to look at verse 5. It's going to be Second Kings chapter 20. Verse 5. And this is where King Hezekiah's life had been extended. In verse 5, it says, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. He says he's seen his tears. But he says, I've heard your prayer. I will heal you. He wouldn't have said it unless it was true. We're going to go to Second Chronicles now. And we're going to look at chapter 7. Second Chronicles, chapter 7. And we are going to go to verse 14. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this verse. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. And the word of God says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. See, Solomon had asked God to make provisions for the people when they sinned. And God had four conditions for forgiveness. Humble yourself by admitting your sins. Pray to God asking for forgiveness. The third one, seek God continually. And four, turn from sinful behavior. True repentance is more than talk. It is changed behavior. Whether we sin individually, as a group, or as a nation, following these steps will lead to forgiveness. God will answer our earnest prayers. An individual, as a group, 
as a nation. It's not just talk. It's changed behavior. And he said he'll do it. That's quite exhilarating to me. We're going to go to Psalm chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 2. Again, we're in Psalm 6, verse 2. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. We're going to go to Psalm 30, verse 2. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. I want to look at verse 3. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. That was Psalm 30, verses 2 and 3. We're going to go over to Psalm 41. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3. Verse 1. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Verse 2. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. Verse 3. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. Look at God. God sees us. God understands. We're going to Psalm 103, and we're going to look at verses 2 and 3. Verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. 3, Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. I'd like to read verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Five, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That was Psalm 103, and we are looked at verses 2 through 5. Now we're going to go to Psalm 107. And we're going to look at verse 20. 
And the word of God says this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Psalm 127. And we are going to look at verse 2. The word of God says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives his beloved sleep. Now we're going to go over to Proverbs. We're going to start in chapter 3. And we are going to look at verses 7 and 8 and 24. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. 8, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Verse 24, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Now we're going to go to the book of Isaiah. And we're going to go to chapter 53. And we're going to look at verses 4 and 5. And the word of God says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And the Bible commentary says, How could an Old Testament person understand the ideal of Christ dying for our sins, actually bearing the punishment that we deserve? The sacrifices suggested the ideal, but it's one thing to kill a lamb and something quite different to think of God's chosen servant as that lamb. But God was pulling aside the curtain of time to let the people of Isaiah's day look ahead to the suffering of the future Messiah and the resulting forgiveness made available to all people. We're going to go to Jeremiah. Chapter 17. And we're going to look at verse 14. And the word of God says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise.
Ezekiel. We're going to go to chapter 34. And we're going to look at verse 16. And the word of God says, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. God promises to take over as shepherd of his scattered flock. When our leaders fail us, we must not despair, but remember that God is in control, that he promises to return and care for his flock. Thus, we know that we can turn to God for help. He is still in control and can transform any tragic situation into good for his kingdom. Amen. We are now going to go to see Malachi, and we're going to go to chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 2. And the Word of God says, But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like the stall-fed calves. That's very encouraging. The commentary shares with us, In the day of the Lord, God's wrath towards the wicked will burn like an oven. And we find that in Malachi chapter 4, verse 1. It says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. But he will be like the healing warmth of the sun to those who love and obey him. John the Baptist prophesied that with the coming of Jesus, the dawn was about to break with light for those in sin's darkness. We're going to go to Matthew, and we're going to go to chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 23 and 24. And the Word of God says, 23, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. 24, then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, 
paralytics, and he healed them. Amen. Let's look at Matthew 8, verses 16 and 17. Verse 16, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Said what a word. He cast out spirits and healed all who were sick. And he said they brought many to him who were demon-possessed. The commentary tells us Matthew continues to show Jesus' kingly nature. Through a single touch, Jesus healed. When he spoke a single word, evil spirits fled his presence. Jesus has authority over all evil powers and earthly disease. He also has power and authority to conquer sin. Sickness and evil are consequences of living in a fallen world. But in the future, when God removes all sin, there will be no more sickness and death. Jesus' healing miracles were a taste of what the whole world will one day experience in God's kingdom. It's very rich. Matthew chapter 9. Look at verses 35 and 36. Thirty-five. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Thirty-six. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no Shepherd. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. That was in verse 37. And 38 says, Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So that was Matthew chapter 9, and we looked at verses 35 through 38. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 7 
and 8. Verse 7. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leopards. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Number nine, provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. Ten, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Going to go to Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to look at verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Just moved, had compassion, healed the sick. relationship being connected a bond who would not want that especially for those who are sick among you I'm going to go to Mark Chapter 1. I'm going to look at verses 40 and 41. Verse 40. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. 41. Then Jesus moved with compassion stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. Now, leprosy meant that you were unclean. And they were unfit to participate in any religious or social activity. And this was established in keeping the law in Leviticus 13 and 14. Because the law says at the time to be contact with any unclean person made a person unclean too. So some Back in that time, even through rocks at the lepers to make sure that they kept a safe distance. The mere mention of leper or leprosy terrified people because it was such a horrible and debilitating disease. But you see here, 
Jesus not only received the man in his presence, but touched him and healed him. Mark 16. We're going to look at verses 17 and 18. Again, Mark 16, and we're going to look at verses 17 and 18. Verse 16, and this is Jesus speaking. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. 17, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. 18, they will take up serpents and they will drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So that was Mark 16. We started in verse 16, and we went down to verse 18. And there are times when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will intervene to make sure nothing happens to his servants. And at this particular time, they were being put in dangerous situations. But they had apostolic authority. And because they had apostolic authority, they could do those things. And it was given to them by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to go to the book of Acts. And we are going to look at chapter 3, verse 6. Acts, chapter 3, verse 6. And the word of God says, verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. We're going to go to Acts 4 and we're going to look at verses 29 through 31. Verse 29, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. 30, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. 
The commentary says here, boldness is not recklessness, impulsiveness. Boldness requires courage to press on through our fears and do what we know is right. How can we be more bold? Like the disciples, we need to pray with others. To gain boldness, you can, one, pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to give you courage. Two, look for opportunities in your family and neighborhood to talk about Christ. Three, realize that rejection, social discomfort, and embarrassment are not necessarily persecution. And four, start where you are by being bolder in small ways. Acts chapter 10. Going to look at verses, uh, I think verse 38. And the word of God says in verse 38, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Going to go to Romans chapter 8. And look at verses 10 and 12. In verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Going to go to 1 Corinthians. And we're going to go to chapter 6. And look at verses 12 through 14. Verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 13. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Verse 14, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. First Corinthians chapter 12, going to look at verse 28. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And the word of God says, and God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, the gifts of healing, helps, administrations, variety of tongues. Verse 29, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? 30, do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? 
31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. So we went to verse 28 through verse 31, and that would be 1 Corinthians 12, verses 28 through 31. Now we're going to go to the big book of Hebrews. And we're going to go through Hebrews chapter 12. And verses 12 through 13. Verse 12. Therefore strengthen the hand which hang down and the feeble knees. 13. And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Now let's go to the book of James. We're going to go to James chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I'm going to go to third John chapter one, verse two. Again, third John chapter one verse two. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I want to go back to the book of Psalms and I want to go to Psalm 50, 5 And look at verse 15. And the word of God says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. I want to read that again. Psalm 50. And we're going to look at verse 15. And the word of God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Well, we've had a great time together in reading scriptures to give you great inspiration, strength, and courage. You find yourself in need to cry out for help. And to cry out in a loud voice. And to be with those 
who cry out and cry out with a loud voice. And that we must continue to do the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You should be totally convinced without hesitation or reservation that he is a healer and he can heal you by his word and he has great compassion for you and it does not cost you anything. Your relationship is what's at stake here. It's no longer good to be an acquaintance. It's everything to be a friend. I hope I have blessed you tremendously. Serving you has been a true desire and honor and pleasure of mine. As we say here, save the lost at all costs. We love you and God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.